This episode is brought to you by the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey friends, Mina and I created the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge, and we're inviting you to take it with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most. Because the truth is, your purchasing power matters now more than ever. Head to shop1in5.com to take the pledge. Make that commitment to shop one in five of your purchases towards a small business. We also invite you to shop the directory if you don't know where to find other small businesses. It's right there on the page. And we're asking for you to share the pledge. Imagine if each of us told three to four people about the Shop One in Five pledge. It would be an incredible and life-changing for so many small businesses. Tell your friends, your family, and your social network. It costs nothing extra and makes a world of difference. Our purchases have the ability to change lives. Okay, let's jump in. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey everybody, Jacqueline and Mina here, your co-hosts of the Product Boss Podcast. Today, we will be sharing a conversation we had with a fellow female founder. You see, we believe women helping women is what the world needs more of. Introducing our female founder episodes, where we interview fellow female entrepreneurs and highlight their small business. Our goal is to shine a spotlight on product businesses to encourage our community to support each other learn from each other, buy from each other, and lift each other up. So let's jump in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Female Founders with the Product Boss. We are honored and delighted to have a very special person on today. We have Linda Leary. She is the founder of Fishywear. She's actually someone that both Mina and I have met in person. She's one of, in one of our very original masterminds, and I've had the honor to work with her um, one-on-one for the last couple of years as one of my clients. So Linda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it. Your business is incredible. It's called Fishy Wear, and it's actually apparel, accessories, and um, all the things that a female fisher woman would need, right? Would you mind telling our <laughs> listeners about Fishy Wear? Yeah. So Fishy Wear started in 2015, and we've been creating clothing and apparel for uh, gals to get out fishing, fly fishing, and are just fishing in general and kind of enjoying the outdoors. And um, we've found... Uh, that the traditional fly fishing community is, uh, you know, solid colors. It's black, brown, greens, and we've spiced it up with some bright colors and patterns. It's all art-based um, products, uh, female artists that we work with. So, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, and you're out of Alaska too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Based in Anchorage, Alaska, and um, then we have wholesalers we work with throughout the country as well as online. So it's been fun. It's a great collaborations. 
Yes. Yeah. And that's something we want to talk about a little bit here. So as when we started working together, you were really working on your art because Linda's uh, fishy wear is really known for the art that they create, the colors. It's beautiful. If any of you have a chance to go take a look at it, it's amazing. But I think there's something really special about the fact that you've had this art and it's so specifically fishy wear because that's going to lead into sort of what we wanted to talk about in this episode, which were these collaborations with much bigger brands, even before you had really hit the level that you're at now with this art, I guess, tell us some of the collaborations that you've done with other big brands that have used the fishy art. You bet. So some of the, uh, when we first started out, we were working with the web designer and they're like, you know, you really need to work on some collaborations, but it's going to take you a few years. So uh, my background is sales and marketing for many years, so that's a challenge for me. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to start writing down my wish list of ones. So some of the ones that we started out with were um, Orvis, reaching out to them. And uh, well, actually, they reached out to us because we met them at a trade show. And um, they're just fabulous to work with. So we've been doing a couple collaborations with them. And we have a new one coming out actually this month um, with them. And then another one that we really wanted that's truly kind of a coastal thing, Alaska and East Coast as well, but it's um, extra tough boots. So it's um, rubber boots, shoes uh, for fishing uh, that have, uh, they've really changed their look and they're very bright and colorful. Um, And then we have another one with um, groove rings and groove um, is a silicone ring that uh, puts our art on it. They're originally from Alaska. And then Cerebella Rods, um, we've been working with another uh, female fly rod maker in Colorado, April. So, yeah. It's a few of them. So when you're doing your collaborations, you provide them with the design, right? It's kind of a collaboration of your design on their apparel or whatever ends up being. Yes. Yes. So they license our art and then we work with them to create products. And it's usually items that we're not necessarily going to make ourselves. So um, it's a great collaboration and and we're very fussy about or i'm fussy about quality and wanting to make sure that it's represents our brand and that it's somebody that we really want to work with and that it's beneficial for them and and for us so yeah i love that am i correct in thinking that you actually had a collaboration with tailor-made cosmetics oh yes mm-hmm. yeah and tailor-made cosmetics as well yeah that was a brainstorm with jacqueline during covid like okay what are what can we do that's kind of fun for people on all these Zoom sessions during COVID? And so we did, um, we worked with them to make uh, wonderful nail polish in colors that we uh, named um, all fishing terms, which is super fun. So we involved a lot of our friends to come up with <laughs> yeah. ruby grayling. That was a struggle because when Linda and I were working together, she's in Alaska. So it was already sort of isolated from the pandemic. And it was and it was this interesting time of what do we do? And I remember talking to you guys about doing masks. And they were like, no, yeah. <laughs> no masks. Yeah. Now we have a lot of masks. <laughs> we have a lot of masks. <laughs> a lot of masks. So there was the apparel and there was the idea of like, because most of this, a lot of what they sell is to get outside. And fortunately, fishing didn't stop. I mean, Mina's married a mm-hmm. fisherman, you know, so fishing didn't stop, but it was that idea of what else can we sell them? So that was a collaboration between two product bosses of the nail mm-hmm. polish and being, you know, meeting a need. And then it was also great timing, I think, with some of the, you know, Mother's Day and giftable type items. But going back to the collaborations, Cause I know, let's say you and Taylor made, that was a introduction, but how did you, if people are out there thinking like, yes, I want to work, I want to do a collaboration. And they're thinking, well, how would I even do that? What, what would you give as advice to, to people who want to make that connection and potentially collaborate? Well, I think anytime that you collaborate, you 
go in with it uh, eyes wide open and knowing that, you know, anytime that they could run with your ideas, they could do it themselves. You know, I talked to, when I first started, I talked to several other people that were in our industry and they'd worked with other companies that, you know, when the contract was done, the company went and took their ideas and ran with them, right? So, and then they kind of lost out. Well, luckily for me, that hasn't happened. And we've worked really hard to build relationships with our collaboration partners. So you build a level of trust with them. And it's not all one way. It's not all just for you, but it's also for them. So I think that it has to be reciprocal, whatever the relationship is. But you, you know, go in there knowing that things can change and it's not always forever. But I think if you do that, then that's, um, you know, that really helps a lot. And plus, you know, choosing high quality um, people, companies to collaborate with that are, um, have the same ethics and integrity that you do that are, you know, you treat them well, they're going to treat you well and vice versa. But, you know, things don't always go that way. So, yeah, I agree though. It's definitely a relationship and something you're building over time. Are there any collaborations that you've had that you've done again, right? Because there's always, it's like you're you're kind of testing it out and um, figuring out who you like to work with. I think that it really is sometimes just, you know, sometimes people work with other people better than, you know, other people, right? You get what I'm saying, right? Like, Yeah. 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 Um, are there, and, and then you get to decide who do I plan to do another collaboration with, or would I ever do this again? Are there mm-hmm. anybody, is there anybody that you've done more than one collaboration yes. with? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we've got, we have two or three of them right now that are continuations. Um, okay, and you know, and part of that is brainstorming with them on what the next seasons look like and how you can be, but you have to keep creating new offers to them and new, new ideas on things to work on. Right. So helping, helping them. I think Orvis and extra tough are really great examples. They are Mm well-established brands. Orvis has a brick and mortar store on fifth Avenue, for example. Yeah. Um, so they do bags together. And so it's this mm-hmm. pack that does really well. And it's a really great seller for them. And then they collaborated with Fishy to get their prints on it. So it's kind of taking a bestseller of theirs, plus mm-hmm. a collaboration that's going to kind of update their brand without yeah. having to do it. And then also the same with Extra Tough Boots, which I own a pair. I remember when you launched it, it was so cool because the capabilities of certain brands being able to make boots, yeah. it's a totally other world. And because Fishy Wear encompasses Fisher women or you know, all across the board, like what do they need? Linda's resources, she would be limited in being able to make these kinds of bags or those kinds of boots or, or silicone rings. So I think that by doing this collaboration with them, they manufacture, right? They Mm -hmm. have it perfected. And then you get that, that extra say of saying like, look, it also validates you because your stuff is on Orvis and that's a huge brand, right? Yes. Yeah. And then we work with their marketing teams for lunches Um, doing giveaways with them. And so there's a lot of collaboration that goes on in various levels within the company as you build deeper relationships with them. um, So that it's, you know, it's just good for everybody. So it's super fun. Right. Because I think we all know, I mean, through 2020, there was manufacturing things that happen, struggles of sourcing all the different things. When you do a collaboration, it's like you're, you get to work in your wheelhouse. And that's the best part of it is that you get to kind of work in your own wheelhouse and kind of bring to the table of here's what I have and here's how we could do it. And then also you get to review it later on. So it's great because you're, it's a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's been very good. And uh, so then during COVID, I had a couple of swing for the fence ones that I was working on and they haven't happened yet. But Not yet. Not did yet. you reach out to them though? Yes. You did? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I did. One of, one of them, but I haven't the other one yet. So Yeah. I think right now during COVID, especially people are really open to possibilities of working with, you know, the collaborations are happening more than they've ever happened before. So yeah. it's a great time to be reaching out to people, but keep making a note that they, like Linda even has her own dream list of people. She didn't start with her dream list. So <laughs> kind of, you know, working the way up there. Yeah. So, yeah. So when you, when you first made that connection with Orvis, for example, I think you said you did it in person. Was it an in-person trade show? Yeah, it was at a oh. trade show. And you know, what was funny is I think there, some of the folks that work there, their spouses and the gals that work there were buying some of our products and said it was surrounding them. And, um, <laughs> and we try to work on packaging and uh, stuff that's kind of a surprise and delight for people too. So we would Sent out packages and they had, you know, Swedish fish in them or stickers and things like that. And, you know, you may, you know, they make them happy when they get their gifts. And so they're like, hey, we really like this. We love what you're doing. And they reached out to me. And ironically, it was the same week that I broke my arm and my elbow. And so I was on drugs and I had to tell them that I couldn't talk to them because the doctor told me I couldn't. I had to wait a week. <laughs> <laughs> so that killed me for like a week to like not be able to talk to them, but I had to wait till the everything was back uh -huh. to normal. So, yeah. Right. Please well, are well, you were not of sound in mind no. or whatever sound mind or whatever that saying yeah, is, you know. Exactly. <laughs> they said you cannot talk to them or do business. I'm like, uh my husband's like, Oh yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have to hold. Yeah, they did. And they called back. <laughs> yeah. And so that's something, you know, we teach us a multi-stream machine about big connections from in-person shows. So sometimes shows don't necessarily, whatever they are, markets, trade shows, whatever they are, sometimes they may not result in the sales that you want, but they do result in connections. And so yes. funny enough, we all met at yeah. the magic show, right? Yep. In a, at a trade mm -hmm. show, um, which has impacted my life and impacted yours and all that. And mm -hmm. then also the idea of Orvis. So I think I'd love for the listeners to think about putting themselves out there, right? Making that ask or that connection. And we yeah. also teach about, you could do this on social media, but where you, you kind of circle them. So you weren't maybe intentionally circling them. It's just that mm -hmm. the women knew about your brand and that it kind of circled them anyway. So you ended up yeah. on their radar. Yep. And I think that's the idea, right? It's initially kind yes. of ending up on their radar and yeah. then you can start that conversation and maybe take it yeah. to the ask. Right. And it doesn't, like when I met you guys, I was just very curious about learning and I, went, I knew nothing. My background's trucking. What do I know about manufacturing and everything? You know, I, I, I think I have a creative side, but not, and then I wanted to learn. So I sat in on one of your talks and then, you know, I'm not shy to ask. So I was like, Hey, how can I be involved and in, in learn more with you guys? So that was great. And it's been very, very helpful for us and, and for me personally and professionally. So big thank you to you guys for, for being there and helping so many people. Holy cow. Now I, I know it's so funny to think back. And then when I was pre-call Jacqueline, I was talking to Linda because we were catching up because like Jacqueline said, and Linda said, they've been working together the last couple of years, but Linda was part of our first mastermind. And I, and she was like, yeah, it was great during COVID. You guys showed up all the time and did these talks and it helped me get out of bed. I was like, I black that out. I do not even <laughs> doing that <laughs> I look forward. It, it kept us centered i mean because it seemed like a blur and you were just like grinding away during COVID in the beginning right 
everybody trying to figure out. I'm watching John Legend doing his live concerts. I mean, I just anything to kind of like have some normalcy in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John Legend and his concerts, and then us saying, "Show up, guys! Go on and be, go online and show your face." Yeah, um, exactly. And as you've grown your team too, I think, and and just like super side note, is that she also has her team members be a part of our challenges and, and continue to educate. Mm-hmm. So I love that too because Linda has a big business and she has a, a bunch of team members, and then she continues their education as well. Um, yeah. And like because you want them to learn and kind of step into their role, so. I just, I love your focus on education and learning and kind of identifying what you know and don't know because Linda knows a lot about a lot of things. And even like you said, like she's a consultant in the trucking industry. So, you know, she's very specific there. Also, I guess, so what's next for Fishy? What, um, I know that we've been working together on you developing your own products, like really leaning into her leggings, which are her bestsellers, um, which I think you've seen really help you, um, in your business this year and last year, but what, what are you up to coming up in 2021 for fishy wear? For 2021, we are, um, continuing to grow our team. Um, and, um, I actually just brought in another gal today that's running the other side of our business, um, which is the travel and education side for teaching women how to fly fish and, and do so it's kind of the experience and education side. Um, and then just continue to design new products. And um, we have a stretch goal of adding a larger retail partner this year, hopefully. Um, and growing our sales team, we added a wholesale sales team right during the middle of COVID. <laughs> so we've got those guys out there growing and just uh, trying to keep growing that piece and um, being very focused on on the products that we're selling. So. And then in 2020, you did, so you did make a lot of changes because I remember you had said you were primarily, were you primarily B2B and you switched to B2C or how is that coming as far as like the percentage, the the balancing out B2C versus Um, B2C? B2C was probably, mm, you know, 90% or more, 95%. So that's where our growing continue to grow that wholesale side of our business. And then we have a, a brick and mortar store. That's our headquarters. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but what I will say though, is that here's the biggest change. And this happened for so many people. Linda was traveling everywhere to all of the fishing shows mm. in all of the places. Yeah. And a lot of the sales happened in person. So they'd come to these fishing shows. She'd have product to sell. They'd buy. And I think that was the, one of the scariest things of 2020 going through it together was, well, what are we going to do? And so you got online and yep. you've actually increased your sales, yeah. right? Like, Month yep. over month, it's better yep. than when you were flying around spending yes. money on booths. Right. Right. And the profitability is better. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. I also have a contract CFO I work with and a, and a part-time bookkeeper. And between them and Jacqueline, we really had a focus on numbers and metrics. So really working on setting some metrics for the year, our financial and social media metrics, and just the day-to-day business metrics. So we really... I kind of like watching the numbers. It's fun. <laughs> so COVID definitely made you watch your numbers. You really get it QuickBooks and understanding <laughs> how things mm-hmm. are going. So, yeah. yeah. So I love that. Yeah. And so that's yeah. where the growth is happening, right? Because we've seen your growth go up. Like the metrics, thank goodness, are in the right direction. Um, that you've seen what they're buying, right? You've yep. seen that you can that they're buying online instead of you having to travel and do these shows. And yep. then now that we're leaning into B2B, be. So building out the sales team, that's a new arm. And so I think that's cool too, because we knew that, like you said, it was 99%. It was a little bit more than, you know, mm-hmm. you had a little bit of that, but that now you're growing that part of your business. So no matter what yeah. happens, 
you've got your eggs in more than one basket. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you have some diversity and then market wise, we're primarily domestic, um, but we'd love to do some international work in the next year. That's our, kind of our next Yes. And you're more profitable than you were before. But also it's not by adding on more things because it seems like your focus became the leggings and the collaborations and um, the online presence. Right. So Mm -hmm. I love that. And bags. People love bags. bags. Yes. Don't they? I know. Even though they're at home right now, most, you know, these are are hundred dollar plus bags and leggings. So I also Mm -hmm. want everyone to realize that there's like, there's a, you know, Lululemon where you're buying leggings for over a hundred dollars. It's that same idea within fishy wear. And so just to think that it didn't take you selling more of, you know, I don't know, like tack boxes and nippers and things like that. It wasn't the little things that she already sells. It was really looking at the best sellers, the bigger products, the things that have higher Mm -hmm. revenue. And you've really been able to add to your like average cart value too. Yes. Yeah. So it's been incredible just watching you grow. <laughs> and let me tell everyone, Linda has had challenges. Like she's in Alaska, team members, like the, te- the people that she needs, you know, if you're in Alaska, <laughs> like fishy wear, you know, she's got such growth happening. And then, but then the resources are kind of limited sometimes, especially with personnel and team members. So she's got an awesome team now, but it's really been incredible to watch you pivot so quickly and then do so well and have a profitable 2020. And then, you know, I'm excited for what's going to happen in 21. Thank you. It helped to have a lot of years in the trucking industry. When you see the economies going up and down, you had 700 employees you worried about every day that you had to make sure they had they get paid and um, taken care of. So there's <laughs> you learn yeah. to shift really fast. So what's, um, what's a piece of advice that you could offer other product bosses? Just stay very focused. Like I'm a big goal setter and strategic planner. So I like to make sure that I have my goals in front of me, the team shares in the goals and that we're hitting them. And if you don't set them, you'll never, you'll never achieve them. Right. So, and don't be afraid to stretch. That's probably the biggest things we have and just put yourself out there. Yeah, I love it, it. it doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank okay. you. So, Linda, tell our listeners um, how they can follow you, buy from you, and share your your business. Well, thank you. Um, so our website is fishyware.com, F-I-S-H-E-W-E-A-R. And then we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and we are also trying to start work on Pinterest a little bit. And so, yeah, and do some more videos this year. That's another big thing. So, yes. Probably. All right. Thanks so much, Good Linda. Time. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by the shop one in five pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey friends, Mina and I created the shop one in five pledge, and we're inviting you to take the pledge with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most, because the truth is your purchasing power matters now more than ever. We're inviting you to take the pledge. If you head to shop one in five.com, the link is in the show notes. And when you get there, please make sure to share the pledge with your friends, your family, and your customers. Let's invite everyone to take the shop one in five pledge so that we can all use our purchasing power to change lives.